Yevamos Perik Ches Mishnah Vav eight six, the last of the Perik and really sort of the last of these issues regarding human physiology and so. Uh, here we say the Sris Chama. If you have a Sris Chama, congenitally born man who never reaches sexual maturity, again, and he's a Kohen, Shenasabas Yisrael, and that Kohen marries a regular Jewish girl from a non-Kohen family, Maachila Batruma. That marriage permits this woman to now eat truma because their marriage is a bona fide marriage. There's no problem at all with the sris chama marrying anybody. Um, the sris adam, who suffered some sort of trauma or otherwise during his lifetime, so he um, typically would have the status of being a tzuadaka, and therefore, of course, he couldn't marry to the regular Jewish female population, as we discussed before. But a sris chama is no restrictions at all. And unlike the partial restrictions that apply to men marrying in Ailanus because of the Mitzvah Puravu, since the Mitzvah Puravu doesn't apply to women, there's no uh, legal reason at all why a woman could not or should not marry a Shrizchama, and therefore if she does, she can eat room if her husband's a Kohen, and the truth is there's actually not much of a Chedeshol here in that. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon, Omrim, Androgynos. Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon say when it comes to an Androgynos, Androgynos in English, androgynous person, similar word, from the two Greek words andros, meaning male, as in like an android, it's like a male-like creature, and gynos, which means female, like gynecology. So um, this androgynous is someone who has both male and uh, female anatomical parts, so they're intersex. And if this androgynous is also a Cohen, meaning that his father was a Kohen, Shenasa Bas Yisrael, if the androgynous Kohen marries a regular Jewish girl, Machila Batruma, she also can eat Truma by virtue of this marriage, because Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yossi here in the Mishnah hold that the androgynous has the halachic status of being a definite male. Uh, worth noting that the Gemara says that Rabbi Yossi um, had a change of heart later on, and he subsequently considered an androgynous to being a suffolk male, a doubtful male, meaning he's not sure what whether he's a male or not. Um, and therefore, that would then make her ability to truma be a suffolk. A little more than that, a moment of the Mishnah, the Rambam passing is a suffolk, um, although he can marry a male, the, a male, marry a woman, I should say. Uh, the Ramah says actually he can be treated as a Vadai male. Rabbi Huda Omer Tumtum, when it comes to a Tumtum, a Tumtum is someone from the word Atum, which means blocked off, so her matumtum. So the atum, the tumtum is someone whose genitalia are blocked off by like a flap of skin or some membrane. So therefore we're not sure whether this person is a male or female. But underneath the membrane, there is either male or female anatomical parts, um, which means this person either is a male or female. It's just that we don't know yet because it's covered up. In contrast, the androgynous, which is not really much more the topic of our mission here, is more complicated because they're sort of perhaps a creature all to themselves with a different status that's maybe perhaps neither male nor female, um, as opposed to a suffolk, but uh, not in our Mishnah. In any case, the tumtum, so we don't know what he is or she is. Shenikra, that is torn open, meaning a surgical procedure is performed and we remove that flap of skin to discover what's beneath. Venimtza zachar, if it turns out that this person, the tumtum, is a male because he has external male genitalia, so he's a male, it's a man. So then still, lo yachalot still, that tumtum, even though now we've confirmed it's a man, 
may not perform chalitza. Um, because, according to Rabbi Yehuda anyways, such a person is, um, such a tuntum is infertile, and therefore he has a status of being like a sris adam, and therefore he, he's been, uh, he's been, he's been, uh, rendered unable to do a chalitza. Again, this mission here, Tana here is going that the sris adam may not participate in chalitza. We had the machlokas tonight before. Mishnah continues on and says, "Androgynous no say, one who is an androgynous, meaning again he has both male and female parts. He may marry a woman, a nisa, but he may not be married to a man. Okay, so in other words, the Tan again is holding that androgynous is considered to be a male, not a female, and that's for the Shulchanach and the Ramah That's true. What we said now, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, androgynous chayavin alav skila kazachar." The Rabbi Lezer says that androgynous, if a man would sleep with the androgynous, um, they would be liable to the death penalty, skila, like any two men sleeping together. The um, the difference between the Tanakama and Rabbi Lezer is that uh, according to Tanakama, the androgynous is a is a is a man. So then certainly, if another man sleeps with him, then they're liable. But according to Rabbi Lezer, this is a more complicated happening. So. If he sleep, if the other person sleeps with this androgynous as if he were a man, so then they're both liable. If he sleeps with them as if he were a woman, then it's they're going to be exempt. Okay, so this is again one of those. Their machlokus is based on a based on drush from the from the from the pasuk from the psukim um, talking about the mishkav zachar. It's technical. I'm going to get into more here, um, but the lacha is that we treat the androgynous again. It's it's um, essentially as a suffolk male. Um, but he can get married to a woman. 